Trading in futures products entails significant risk of loss, which must be understood prior to trading and may not be appropriate for all investors. Good morning, everybody. It is Monday, May 16th, 5.58 a.m. Central Time as I speak here. July corn futures up 18 and a quarter at 7.99 and a half. December corn up 13 and three quarters at 7.62 and a half. July soybeans up 15 and a half at 16.62. November beans up 16 and a half at 15.14 and three quarters. July Chicago wheat up 51 and three quarters at 12.29 and a quarter. July Kansas City wheat up 50 cents at 13.32. July spring wheat is up 46 and three quarters at 13.71 and three quarters. If you guys are listening on the podcast, appreciate it. Uh, jump on that Apple app and leave me a review if you have not already. It would be much appreciated. If you guys are watching on YouTube, subscribe to the channel, like these videos, leave me a comment. If you'd like some additional assistance from me, go to my website. It is www.standardgrain.com. Check out my premium subscription service. I send my premium subscribers a ton of information every single business day and on weekends during the growing season. Uh, you'll get my morning email, which goes out before 6 a.m. Central. Ton of information in there, charts, graphics, weather info, uh, uh, all sorts of headlines, grain marketing recommendations. Uh, my daily subscriber-only videos are part of this. I do a video on Sundays uh, during the growing season. I talk about the weather situation and what I think it means for the markets. And yesterday, I also uh, discussed the India wheat export ban that I'll get to here in a second. And then I also had a video out on Friday regarding uh, USDA's new crop corn demand projections, went through some balance sheet stuff and discussed that. So if you guys are interested in this premium content, sign up today. It's 50 bucks a month. Cancel at any time. No other fee, no other obligation. Nobody will try to sell you anything else. India will ban wheat exports. This news was announced over the weekend. It was likely responsible for the sharply higher wheat trade last night. Wheat futures were limited up last night at one point and still sharply higher this morning. Uh, India will allow some exemptions for certain countries if requests are made. Egypt apparently will continue to import some Indian wheat. According to government sources, they had a previous agreement in place. Uh, same deal here. India is concerned about food security. Uh, they've had some weather issues as of late that have reduced crop prospects. India is not a big player in regard to global wheat exports. Uh, USDA projects that India is going to uh, export eight and a half million metric tons or about 4% of global wheat exports uh, during the new crop marketing year. So India in itself, they were never going to fix the world's wheat problems. This is simply additional fuel to the fire here in a very sensitive and thinly traded market. It just doesn't take much to move this wheat market. Uh, trading volumes are very poor. Open interest is way down. Um, the market is just, it's its very sensitive. It's very volatile. So it doesn't take much. So no, India was never going to fix the problem. But this is just an additional piece of uh, friendly information. And they will still export some wheat the way that it looks. You know, if you're, uh, say, you're a poorer country in Africa and you've got food security issues, I think they're going to uh, allow some exemptions here. But uh, this is the news that sparked the uh, rally in wheat and probably helped to drag the row crops along here into this morning. Rain's moving out of the eastern corn belt here early this morning. Uh, on the radar here, there's still some rain over Ohio. It's going to work its way out to the east. Um, additional rains are going to return to the corn belt on, say, Tuesday, Wednesday. Um, 
You're going to see the most amounts maybe in northern North Dakota, uh, southern Illinois, southern Indiana, northern Missouri. Uh, there's a pocket here in southwest Minnesota that could be wet. That's a potential problem area. So a lot of the Corn Belt here next seven days, I mean, you're going to see up to an inch of rain. You look at the plains, notably dry, aside from these uh, maybe far eastern areas. You're going to see some warmer temperatures uh, by, say, Thursday, Friday, Saturday this week. A lot of the Corn Belt's going to be back into the upper 70s, into the 80s, maybe touch 90 degrees here uh, Thursday, Friday. Saturday. We will see USDA's crop progress report after the close today. I would imagine there was a big bump in corn planting progress. I haven't seen the estimate, but that report will be out at three o'clock central time this afternoon. Ukraine grain exports remain an issue. Reuters reports that Romania is attempting to move Ukrainian grain out of its ports ahead of another Ukrainian harvest. Um, We all kind of know this story by now. Ukraine has been forced to move grain west via rail to countries like Romania, Poland, and Slovakia, where it can be loaded onto ships. Romania's key port is uh, Constanta, and uh, they say it may be able to handle an additional 5 million metric tons of grain this year, in addition to the 25 that it uh, shipped last year. And that 25 last year was mostly grain from Romania, Serbia, Hungary, and Austria. So maybe they tack on an additional 5 million in exports out of that particular port. But in order to do so, they'll need investment from the EU and from other countries, which has not been assured or guaranteed. Uh, this Reuters report suggests that Ukraine will need to move 20 million metric tons of grain before a new corn harvest in order to avoid bottlenecks and forestall a global food crisis. So even if they get 5 million, you're still not even close to hitting that mark. So they've just got a lot of uh, corn in particular right now that's stuck in Ukraine. And the same thing may be said for wheat here as the uh, calendar moves forward. Large money managers or the funds were net sellers of corn and soybeans in the week ending May 10th. CFTC reported that funds sold 14,000 contracts of corn on the week and 21,000 contracts of soybeans. Funds were actually net buyers of 5,000 contracts of SRW wheat. Uh, These are pretty hefty net long positions in the corn and soybean markets, 313,000 in corn, 127 in soybeans, more modest net long of about 16,000 in SRW wheat as of last Tuesday's close. U.S. exporters sold some soybeans to China on Friday, not a big sale, 5 million bushels to China for delivery during the current marketing year, Uh, not a big sale, still noteworthy. Uh, USDA is projecting, I believe, that uh, Chinese soybean imports will increase by, I think, 7 or 8% uh, next year. So, uh, no no big talk yet of, of this COVID issue in China reducing uh, imports to any significant degree, although it's certainly being discussed, I think. U.S. gasoline prices hit fresh all-time highs yesterday. AAA reported the national average gas price at 4.48 per gallon on Sunday. This compares with 4.08 last month and 3.05, the same date last year. Diesel prices doing the same thing, record high on Sunday, 557 per gallon versus 502 last month and 317 the same date last year. Uh, gas prices, of course, have been a key driver of consumer inflation. Diesel prices touch almost everything in the American economy as we rely heavily on semi-trucks, of course. Uh, reduced American refining capacity paired with the Russia situation, slow production increases from OPEC, they are all factors here. Cattle market was uh, marginally higher in live cattle and also in feeder cattle on Friday. Cash trade was mostly 140 in the south, 144 in the north. In the outside markets this morning, the uh, U.S. dollar is marginally lower. The S&P is down 13. The Dow is down 50, fairly quiet in the uh, stock market. Bonds are up a little bit. Precious metals mixed. Crude oil down $1.11 at 109.38 in the uh, June WTI contract. Have a great week, guys. I'll talk to you same time tomorrow.